Hello, Freedom Seekers, and welcome to the EPOP Podcast, Episode 3 of Season 3. Season 3's theme is... Lifestyle Freedom Success, and today's episode is called Our 15 Best Lifestyle Freedom Trips. All right, this is going to be a hard one. Bear with me, everyone. At 345 feet above sea level, Britain Hill is the highest natural point in this state, making it the lowest, highest point of any state in America. What state is it? Lightning struck in an open plain And we forgot this old city's name See your breath on window pane Let's just talk till it strikes again On my way through I saw you on my way Okay, I wrote that out like five different times and no time did it did it make more sense than that. So do you understand what I'm asking you? Yeah, it's a it's a low point in the state. So I'm thinking it has to be a state in the Midwest. It's very flat, right? Yes, like it's, it's in a, a, one of the plains, you it's know. It's saying a state that is very flat because the highest higher. point in that state is 345 yes, feet. Yes. I understood it, but then I, I did kind of read it because I was like, wait, what? So <laughs> but it yeah, is the highest point in this entire state. Every so, other state has a point that is higher than 345 feet. I don't know why the first state that came to mind to me was Oklahoma. But if it's not Oklahoma, then maybe it's Kansas. I was like just trying to think of the, the plains, like where it's so flat. Yeah, all, all we, we haven't been to the plains. No. So we haven't been to any of those. Um, surprisingly the no no okay okay is it an it's not any of like it's, it's not, not like plains state <laughs> this is a state that we've been to okay is it florida it is florida i guess if i had thought again like florida doesn't really have any mountains in it it's really flat so yeah. but i don't know why i was just thinking like oh when we fly over it, it, the it Midwest, me it's too. like you just see flatness that, that's why despite the yeah. fact that it was Weird to say. I thought this is <laughs> it's this intriguing. Is, this yeah. is intriguing. Okay. All right, guys. Today we are talking lifestyle freedom. This is episode three of our season, all about our lifestyle freedom success, how we were able to get there. So episode one was our journey to lifestyle freedom success. So if you haven't listened to that, that's the whole ten year. Well, ten, no, I guess we go back fifteen years and really discuss what our life has looked like since graduating college and how we were able to get to where we are, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between. So if you want to hear more about our journey in, in detail, go check that out. And then yesterday, episode two, was the biggest perks of lifestyle freedom. So these were the 14 biggest perks. And the last one that we told you was the sexiest one about being able to travel the world, do work you love, work from anywhere, from your laptop, you know, the Instagram beauty of the life of lifestyle freedom. And so what we wanted in, to do in today's episode is instead of just like speaking about that in abstract ways, we went through and picked the 15 best trips we have been able to do 
based on the fact that we have lifestyle freedom. And each one of them has like a superlative title about why this one was either a best trip or an important trip on our journey with lifestyle freedom. So we wanted to really highlight why you're going to work hard to get to this idea of lifestyle freedom because this is what it allows you to do. And we're going to tell you that through the 15 trips that we have. Yeah. I, I mean, there's some really awesome trips here. I mean, we went through basically just our catalog of trips and photos on our phones and like went year by year. So Heather got sucked into a lot of baby videos that she was watching. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, I wouldn't say our best trips, but like most of our trips were before we had kids. Um, so most of these will be before that happened. And actually I want to throw a curveball and it wouldn't be an EPOP podcast if we didn't have an honorable mention because there is a trip that we both were forgetting that maybe was not in the best trips category, but it was like the OG. Okay. Can, can you think about what trip that would be? The OG. So one yeah. of, okay. So my thought is that this was a trip that we took before we actually had lifestyle freedom when we were still living in Japan. Correct. And we went to our very first backpacking yes. trip. We went to Malaysia, Thailand, and Cambodia for- Nope. Nope. Just Malaysia and Thailand. Oh, okay. This was our first backpacking trip. And you know, this is like kind of our best, best trips, right? But this one, because the first one we have on our list is called, we, did, we, we categorize these, or as Travis- categorize these, which kind of makes it fun to have like a title for each of these trips. And our first one is called the most formative. But when I was thinking back, like right when you were actually asking that intro fact, and I thought, well, hey, we did this backpacking trip and it was very formative. And it allowed me at least to decide right then and there, if this is what backpacking is, I don't want any of it. Mm, that was December 20. <laughs> that would have been December 2010. We had just, we had moved to Japan mm -hmm. and we had been there for six months and we, ba yes, we backpacked through Malaysia and Thailand. Um, and, and I think we had different goals for the trip, really looking back. My goals were to stay <laughs> in the absolute cheapest hostels possible. Mm -hmm. And Heather's goals were to do anything but that. Um, <laughs> not anything but that. You know, I was like, well, I I'm was, not saying you had to do the ritziest. I'm saying anything yeah, but the cheapest. I, I was like, I was up for this trip. I was like, this is really cool. I mean, we weren't 21. We weren't in our gap year. We were 27, 28. And so, you know, we were a little bit older for the backpacking scene. And also we were making money full-time teachers. So it's yeah. not like we didn't making have. Like probably 45,000 each or 40,000. And Trav's like, Japan. well, let's see what a $2 a night hostel is like. I, Listen, I, everybody, it is not. I splurged for the private room. That's why it was two bucks. <laughs> One dollar was the, no joke, the landing of the stairs. That was their common area. Oh. People were sleeping on the landing of the stairs and we had to walk over and I said, oh, what's this? They're like, oh, that's our one dollar common room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so anyway. that trip wasn't all bad though. And it, and it was really exciting because it was our first backpacking trip. Yes. And that was before, I guess you would say before we had lifestyle freedom because we kind of define it as you know, before, like we had a regular job. Yes, it was teaching English in Japan. So quote unquote regular, but I mean, it was a typical job where we got paid a salary where we had to go into work at a certain time. And we define lifestyle freedom as working towards or achieving the triangle of freedom, which is time, location, and financial freedom. So we really started that. 
August 2020 when we laughed, left our last quote-unquote, again, regular job, which was teaching English and embarked upon this world of entrepreneurship and building our own businesses. Again, you can hear all about that in episode one. Uh, you can find out why and when I sold certain items door-to-door -door, uh, <laughs> and things like that. So for us then, we're going to start this. I love that honorable mention because it was the first real backpacking trip we did. But this most formative one, and you actually gave it the title of most formative. This happened right as we were leaving Japan, August 2012. And we took our first trip after our career of teaching. And that was to go Japan to Singapore for one day, um, of which I left my laptop in Singapore and didn't get it back for three months. So this was the kickoff of our digital nomad <laughs> journey. And I lost my laptop within one day of the trip starting and didn't get it back for three months. Mm -hmm. Three yeah. months. So uh, if anyone started out a digital nomad journey worse than that, the one thing they need is their <laughs> laptop. Lost it, was without it for three months, but we went Japan to Singapore for a day. Uh, actually, two days. I forgot about this because uh, we also couldn't get on the plane because my passport was too full. So we got <laughs> I forgot. Oh, my gosh. We got stuck in I Singapore. I forgot about that part of this trip. For an extra day, had to pay a bribe to get on a flight where a guy printed out a dot oh matrix my printer thing and said, hand this to the gate agent. I tried to get on the flight. When I did, she looked at me like I was crazy. Still let us on the flight. And that's why you forgot your laptop because you were literally trying to figure out the yeah. itinerary because let me just backtrack. Like one of the reasons why it made this formative, there was a couple things. One of it is that you booked this using on frequent flyer, frequent flyer miles, but using these things that, you know, I had never heard of that you had learned about in the past two years doing an open jaw and stopovers and stopovers. We were, it's like all, this was all one ticket. This whole trip was one itinerary. But the thing was, if you missed any part of the itinerary, the rest of the trip is canceled. void. Yeah. you the rest of your flights get void if you miss a flight. And so we were only on day one and we were in Singapore and we still had to go to Bali <laughs> to India and then back to Japan. So you could see how this is problematic. Yes. And so we missed that flight because they wouldn't let us on and yes, paid a bribe and then got to Bali and arrived at 3 a.m. in the rain and didn't have a place to stay <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. And then we made it to India and had a crazy time in India because it was three weeks of just being in India. And I heard a quote once where someone said, there are two types of travelers, those who have been to India and those who haven't. And I thought, ah, we've traveled. We're good. We got this. Landed in India. Within two days, like, this quote is so true. This place is insane. Um, and so, and then we flew back to Japan and then home to the U.S. to start our, you know, uh, journey into entrepreneurship and lifestyle freedom. And that certainly had its bumps in the road. But yes, we started off uh, in a very interesting way. Laptops, not being allowed on flights, going to India. But that was August 2012, and that kicked off this idea that we could travel and work around the world, although we weren't working much because, again, we had no laptop. But, you know, we were in the research part of the trip, the That's content right. creation part, you know, the travel experience That's part. That's right. I mean, we've gotten a lot of miles out of those <laughs> stories. So there you go. Um, the next trip we took, have the, read this one out. This is the Everyone Nomad's first trip through Europe. So... 
it's kind of like, well, you know, I can do anything. I can go anywhere. So I'm just going to do like this fast packed trip through Europe. And we did this actually for two whole months, the months of April and May. And so you may be thinking, oh, you probably settled in in a few spots and, you know, got some work done and got to relax. No, it was pretty fast travel. But a it pretty was- fast travel, yes. The, every <laughs> nomad's first trip through Europe is if you've ever been on a Kentucky tour, which we haven't, but those are like those package tours. Yes. You go like two nights in a spot and you're like, we're going to Berlin, then we're going here, then we're going to Prague, then we're going, and you go to every hot spot in Europe. This was like our own version of a Kentucky tour. But it was in true like digital nomad fashion, not quite as fast as that. I mean, we still bumped around, but we started with, I think it was 10 or 12 days in Paris. So, you know, almost two weeks. Yep, You had never been to Paris. So I had that, never that been to was, Paris. You had... That was always your dream was, I want to go to Paris. And so that started this whole thing off of, all right, we can go anywhere. We have this lifestyle freedom. Where should we go? We went 12 days in Paris. And then we didn't have any plans from there on. Wait, I lost my wallet in Paris that trip. Yes, you did. Yeah, you lost a lot of things in our travels. And that's when I finally then got you the tile, which, you know, when we started was not a thing. I don't think the tile existed on the infamous losing the laptop a a tile is a thing you put on and then you can ping to find out where it is i've still i don't really use it but (laughs) yes i i lost my wallet Mm -hmm. within four days of being in paris Mm -hmm. now again if we didn't stop the digital nomad lifestyle after these first two experiences (laughs) of losing a computer (laughs) like not being allowed on a flight and then losing my wallet on our first big trip through uh through europe anyone can do it but yes, and then I got laughed out of the police station when I told them, no, 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 I really lost. I didn't get pickpocketed. And they wouldn't just, believe like, me that everyone gets pickpocketed. Yeah. So. But anyway, um, then we decided to fly from Paris to Vienna. And then we did just a few nights there, two, two nights or three nights. And then we did Vienna to Bratislava, which Travel loves to mention that these are the two. Two closest capitals European countries capitals, capitals in the world oh in the world not just well Europe. no now Africa has capitals that are closer but Vienna and Bratislava are only an hour apart um so yes they're very very close but it is like changing worlds yes Vienna very clean Western European beautiful Bratislava much more grittier you know you're in Eastern Europe it's still beautiful but there's definitely a different a vibe different vibe there um and then we took uh our first overnight train to split Croatia and that was not a fun trip I did not like the overnight train it was an experience. We did three <laughs> weeks in split, but, and you're probably thinking, okay, well you bunked down in split. So yeah. we did, we booked a place yeah. for three weeks, except the first week we spent in split. The second week we said, well, let's go out of here and travel. So mm-hmm. we went to Sarajevo and Montenegro. We rented a car and we bumped all around. Which was so much fun. We have so many great memories and stories from that trip. And there's definitely a podcast about it. And then the third week we had friends from the UK come and visit us. So it was a very, even though it was three weeks, it was, it was three distinct experiences. And then from Split, we hooked, we hopped the flight, went to Prague, did Prague for a couple of days, met friends in Berlin. We're planning on then going from Berlin to Amsterdam. That flight got canceled on us the day we were supposed to mm-hmm. leave on the flight. So we ended up booking another flight because our friends who were with us in Berlin were going to Paris. So we went back to Paris for two days, then went to London mm-hmm. for... A couple, couple days. days and then back home and then flew home so yeah that was the every nomads first trip through europe which was paris vienna bratislava split croatia sarajevo montenegro prague berlin paris london 
and home in two months. So the next trip we took that was a, a bit formative for us was the fast travel wore us out. So let's try out this slow travel thing. So fast forward three months, we're like, that was a bit crazy. That European trip was cool, but it was really fast. We're going to slow it down. We're going back to Europe. And we did three weeks in a Tuscan farmhouse. And that was really great because it was just so relaxing. It was very quiet there. You know, we were in the countryside. So we just worked and relaxed and drank wine. And we made friends with the owners of the Airbnb because they were staying, like we were staying in the farmhouse and they were staying in the main house. And it was just a great time. And then from there, we- um, Well, this, I just want to say, this was the first time I felt like we were really digital nomading as far as working. Yeah. Because I, I did some podcast interviews because we were there for three weeks. I did a podcast interview. There wasn't good Wi-Fi in the farmhouse. So I had to go to their house. I tried to explain to them. You know, they spoke okay. And it's like what I was doing. I'm like, I do a podcast. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, I talk to people. I remember uh, interviewing some really aw awesome authors. One of them was David Grant, who's written uh, a ton of different um a ton of different best-selling books. And I just remember thinking, this is it. Like, yeah, and this was 2014. Yeah. So, so it's still early on in the journey. And I remember like this is at the time where I was writing blog posts for EPOP. You know, like we were really working together because I think actually- We were doing videos. We were doing a lot of videos. Video series. Yep, yep, a lot of video content, which, you know, we could have been YouTube stars, but we just couldn't stick it. We couldn't stick through with the um, the video making. We just, it was not for us. But I remember the trip before was the first time I had recorded a podcast with you because we were in Europe. And I think it was when we were in Prague, actually. Yes. And you're like, Heather, I don't have a podcast, so you have to get on the podcast. And I was like, oh, what? And I was super nervous about it. Um, and that was the first podcast we did in like the room of our yeah, hostel. I think Prague. it was like a private room in our yep. hostel in Prague. Yeah. Yeah. So on this trip, yeah, we did the Tuscan farmhouse and this was our, we were really going to slow travel here because our plan was, this was September, 2014. Our plan was to stay in, in Southeast Asia after, after Tuscany, our plan was to stay in Southeast Asia all the way until our friend's wedding that next March. So we're talking about six months yeah. where we're going to be in Southeast Asia. So we did Tuscany on the way over just because we got a, we got a super cheap ticket and we had always wanted to go to Tuscany. So this was back where we just cherry picking places mm -hmm. we hadn't been. So then we went to Thailand. We had been to Thailand before and we did one month in Chiang Mai and that was great. And then we went to Bali for three weeks. Mind you, this is now November getting into December and we were supposed to have another four months in Southeast Asia as typical digital nomads. But, but, you know, one of us got homesick and it was almost Christmas. So I said, I was the homesick one. If anybody didn't catch that, <laughs> I was the homesick one. And I said to Trav, listen, I am really missing my family and being home for the holidays. We miss Thanksgiving. You know, we lived in Japan for two years and didn't see anybody for any holiday at all for two years. We've been nomadic. If we have all of these miles and points and we can literally go home for free, can't we just pop back home for Christmas and then come back later and Trevor's like no way that's ridiculous no we're definitely I, I nope, really felt we're that not doing that <laughs> we had to do the digital nomad thing quote-unquote right meaning we needed to do extended time you know somewhere that we were bunking in and uh that was the whole idea that we're supposed to slow travel well you know it was raining in Bali Heather wanted to go home you know, I said no, but then we we ended up doing it. Uh, frequent Fire Miles came to the rescue. We got a ticket, no joke. We had a huge fight about it. 
Um, but then we got a ticket for the very next day using freaking <laughs> fire miles. I mean, it would have cost us thousands of dollars to do out of pocket. Mm-hmm. We had no money at that point, but instead we used freaking fire miles. We traveled home the next day. We spent Christmas, New Year's and stuff like and into January there. And then we still knew that we wanted to go back to Thailand in March for this wedding. So we went back to fast traveling and we did this. We went to <laughs> Istanbul for three days. Again, at this point, we we're on the idea of like, let's just see as many things as possible. So if there was an opportunity to go somewhere, we would, instead of going directly to our destination, we would take that route. So we did Istanbul for three days. We did Myanmar for two and a half, three weeks, but we jumped quit very quickly through Myanmar. I had a mini meltdown in Myanmar. Um, and then we went, because Myanmar was so difficult, we went to Thailand, Cambodia, back to Thailand for the wedding. Um, and that was all within the span of about a month. Yeah. And the thing is, we learned, and you would think we would learn this sooner, but we were very thick-headed, is that there's no wrong way to travel and there's no right or wrong way to be a digital nomad. It's like we were fighting against our own ideologies and our own idea of what we thought things had to be. But the whole point is- I tend to do that a lot. The whole point is that this is supposed to be a freedom lifestyle where you are calling the shots and you are making the decisions. And it is a little different because we're a couple. And if those of you out there are listening, you know, and you have a partner or if you are solo traveling, it's different, right? You make your own decisions. But when you're with a couple, it's like, well, there's two people in that relationship and you have to figure out what's going to be best for both people. And, you know, in my view, I was like, well, like we have freedom. Like we don't have to be in Bali if we don't want to be in Bali in the pouring rain season where it's literally just raining every single day when it's Christmas at home and we could be just having a little bit of fun doing that then just come on back because we have freaking fire miles you know there's like we have this opportunity and we have the knowledge and we have the points so so we did that so we thought we'd slow travel we kind of did in the beginning then we came home then we fast traveled and then we decided in amongst these trips Uh, this trip is called the let's do Colorado on the cheap trip. And so we've been doing a lot of international traveling, but during this point we're we had opportunities. So in September and October of 2014 for two months, we house sat in Breckenridge, Colorado, Mm -hmm. uh, at this awesome place overlooking the mountain, hot tub, BMW, we could drive around, uh, house sat there totally for free. So if you're interested in house sitting, it's a, is exactly what it sounds like where, you go and house sit. Uh, we were pet sitting too. There were two dogs there. You take care of someone's house and or pets and plants or whatever in exchange for free accommodation. And so we fell in love with with doing this. One, we had no money. And two, it's just a really, we also were nomadic. So it was a really neat way for us to figure out where to go. So we did this in September, October of 2014. We did this in March of 2015. We went back to Breckenridge and house sat again. And then we actually did this uh, for a full month in March of 2019. Fast forward a couple of years where I guess technically we, we did have money because we were making money. We had a baby and I was pregnant with our second child. And, you know, we had Jason from Zero to Travel and his wife and kids were in Boulder because they had a home there at the time. And we were like, hey, we want to come out and travel and Jason to do some work together. And so let's go to Boulder. And we were like looking at Airbnbs, but then a house sitting opportunity opened up and we were like, heck yes, let's just do this. And so that was really incredible as well to be in Boulder for a month. A month, was it? A whole month, yeah. yeah. So we've done probably all told five months of house sitting in Colorado, um, in Breck- Breckenridge and Boulder. And uh, just a fantastic way... This is life. This is what I love about lifestyle freedom is is 
we talked about this in the last episode, being open to taking opportunities. And so, yeah, we've had some incredible opportunities to house sit in some amazing places that we honestly wouldn't probably be able to afford to rent on our own. So if you're interested in that, uh, definitely check out house sitting. We actually have a product in the paradise pack in this year in 2022 about house sitting and all about how to get started on that by, by two people who have done it for, I think going on like six, seven years now where they've just has house sat around the world. Um, because they're able to have this lifestyle freedom. So that was a really cool eye-opening experience and something that then we continued to do in our life here and there when the opportunity presented itself. And so, so far we've hit a lot of, you know, kind of hot spots for digital nomads and entrepreneurs around the world, like in Asia and in Europe. But then in 2015, we thought, okay, Let's try out a domestic version of kind of a hotspot. Um, do we want to live here version? And so we booked a trip to Austin, Texas in April of 2015. And we decided, I don't even know if we went in with a length of time. Like, is it going to be two weeks, a month, what have you? Because at this point, we didn't have a place to live. Like, we weren't living with your parents anymore. We were just completely nomadic. And so we're like, well, we'll just stay here and kind of see if we like it. And maybe we want to live here because there's a lot of buzz around Austin. And it's funny because I feel like usually we kind of have our, like, we have some insight into what's going to happen or some, you know, we're up on the trends of places. And so we'd heard people say that Austin was a cool place and it is cool and we enjoyed it but we thought it was really boring there when we stayed there in 2015 we were staying right downtown and i was in austin last week and i actually found the condo building we stayed at called the whitley and i remember staying there standing outside of it saying man this downtown area is so dead there's nothing happening and i walked through there now six years later and it seven is years later. seven years later and it is the exact opposite it's crazy so it's crazy i cannot believe how much the city has changed it was wild i mean so do, did we want to live there we liked it but we said yeah this this would be cool but it just didn't there's not enough going on in this downtown area and it seems like a little too spread out where you need a car if you want to get places this and that that has completely flipped. I walked everywhere in Austin this last week. There's so much to do. East Austin is bonkers with the amount of condos. There's a Target over there, a Whole Foods. That was one of the other things we thought. There's no grocery stores around here. There's just yeah. a Whole Foods, you know, kind of. It was of far. Like we were biking little, too. Yeah. So we're like this, you know, it's not super convenient. And now it's completely opposite. So that was a super fun trip because it was, it was the beginning of us thinking about where we wanted to live. Now we wouldn't figure that out for a long time, but it was the first chance that we gave ourselves to say, well, maybe we do want to settle down somewhere, but where is that? And then, you know, a few months later, we actually ended up moving back to Philadelphia and settling a little bit in August of 2015. Um, But that was like a, that was formative because we we were starting to think outside the box a little bit that we may at some point want to live somewhere different than where we had grown up. And at that point, we just weren't ready to move to Austin. And also, we knew even then, you know, Austin doesn't have the beach, so. That's right. Um, Our next trip is the splashing out like live, like TV stars trip. And uh, this was... Very different, very cool. Some of you might remember this and you you helped us win this contest, but there was a contest. It seems like a really long time ago, and I guess it was because it was seven years ago. It was seven years ago, but there was a contest to be the host of a TV show all about a one-hour TV special called Lights, Camera, Switzerland, and we entered it 
and we won thanks to a lot of you who had listened back then and voted for us. And so this trip was unlike any we've ever done and maybe unlike any we ever will do because we had no money at this point. Like we were still trying to make it entrepreneurially, but we win this TV show <laughs> and they, they, they pay us $10,000 for 12 days of filming, which at that point we were like, this is amazing. Little did we realize like they probably could have asked for more or, or whatever, but they flew us out to Switzerland first class. The 12 days were the most chaotic, hectic days. We shoved about 30 days of activities into 10 days of, basically 10 days of filming. Yeah, I mean, it was nonstop. We slept maybe six hours a night, and then the rest of the time we were just filming. Yep. And, uh, and, but this goes to the fact that there was no way we could have done this had we not built a uh, freedom lifestyle. Now, at that point, we, we weren't making a lot of money, but we did have time and location freedom, of course. And we also had a community of people who were following us to, to help us win this contest. So after Switzerland, we said, okay, we're going to treat ourselves. And we just, we said, where should we go? Just pick a place and have you, you fell in love with this idea of going to Corsica. Yeah. Well, because we knew as well as the Switzerland trip, we did Switzerland, we did Corsica. And then after Corsica, we went to Africa. We went to Kenya. We did a safari. So we had already had the the Africa and the Switzerland part planned out. And we're like, which is a need- funny thing, like yeah. filming a TV show, going to do an African safari with a charity, and paying seven thousand dollars for a ten day trip, which was more than we had ever spent before. Right. And so we were like, but we have this week in between where we need somewhere to go. And like we're kind of in, we're in Europe and then we're going to go to Africa. So we need something that's, you know, a little bit in between. And so we're like, okay, well, well, let's use points. Let's use miles. And at this time there were, what points were they where it was buy one, get one free yeah. night. Yes. With, with the Radisson, Radisson Blues. Yeah. With the Radisson Blues. So we were looking at Radisson Blues in Europe and our options were mostly stuff in France. And so Anyway, we chose Corsica and just fell in love with that island. And we stayed completely for free for seven nights. Or maybe it was only six nights if it was buy one, get one free. We wouldn't have done no, a seventh night. Of course not. Night. No, 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 no. Um, anyway, I think it was six nights. And that was just an incredible trip. And that island is absolutely stunning. And the food is amazing. And the people were so friendly. And the landscape was just yep. out of this world amazing. So that was such a cool trip. And then, and then we then, went down to Africa and, and did an amazing safari. And it, it was when we think of this trip as its as it as its own thing, it's just crazy that we were filming a TV show and also staying like in five-star resorts some mm-hmm. of the times when we were filming here. Then we went to Corsica and stayed in this wonderful beachfront hotel but it was all free because of points and then we went to africa and yes we paid a lot of money to this charity you know and it all got donated to a charity and we stayed in some really top-notch places there but we also then slept in tents when we were out where the school oh, was mean, being but, oh was yeah being built That's in africa true. and so just to look at it it is such a disparate crazy trip but it, it truly felt like we're TV stars. Like this is the life that we would lead if we were actually TV stars. Um, and I mean, was, like on a much lower version than actual celebrities, though. I mean, we didn't have our own yacht or anything. Okay. <laughs> Listen, when you're going from being nomadic, staying on your parents' couch to flying first class, and staying, we had a bedroom. We had a bedroom. Okay. okay. It felt pretty awesome. It was amazing. Um, after that, we did what to this day is is probably the most spontaneous big trip we've ever done. And this was August and September of 2016. And so we knew that we wanted to go visit Jason over in Norway because he had just had a baby. And we're sitting at dinner with my parents 
And we're like, yeah, we want to go over to see him in Norway and we're going to go. I think we had already had tickets. We're like, we're going to leave. We're leaving in a week to go see him in Norway, but we don't know where else we're going. We knew that we had a wedding in the UK after that. But I mean, like a month and a half half after. after. So we knew we'd go to Norway and then we'd do something and then we'd go to the UK. And um, my parents were sitting at dinner and they said, well, when are you leaving? We're like, you know, in what was it? Five days days? or six. Yeah, Yeah. And my dad says, wait, can we come with you? (laughs) <laughs> and so I said, are you sure? He said, yeah. So we booked them a flight to Norway using points. Again, points has given us a points and miles has allowed us to do a lot of stuff. They came with us to Norway. And when we were sitting in Norway, Heather and I just looked at each other and we said, all right, we have this wedding in, in, a, in the UK in a month and a half. You pick, let's not care where it is or how we're going to do it. You pick the number one place in the world you want to go. I'm going to pick the number one place in the world that I want to go. And we're just going to do it. Well, I think it, the parameters were in Europe. Because we had the wedding in London, so I don't think it was anywhere in the world. Listen, Norway. All right, well, tell them where we went because Norway and London are very close to each other and a short, quick trip, but we went the exact opposite way. Yeah. Well, that's true, but I don't think that we were thinking like Hawaii or Australia. Okay. But yes, okay. Okay. Gosh. (laughs) Just for the sake of playing devil's advocate, I think it was anywhere in in Europe or. All right, I'm just going to tell them where we went then. Okay, fine. Sorry. Yes, please. We're standing in Norway, and I said, the main place that I want to go in the world is the country of Georgia, which is all the way across Europe as far as you can go. Some would even call it Asia um, at times. And we went to the country of Georgia. For three weeks and you said well i want to go to greece and so we went and did georgia for three weeks and had an absolutely epic time we have plenty of podcasts about that if you like if you want to hear about my favorite country in the world go find the podcast about georgia because it is truly mind-blowing and completely different than any type of travel we had ever done and then we went to greece Yes, which was also amazing and i thought that it was some of the most beautiful country that we've ever seen i mean georgia was beautiful and different but in a completely different way it's a lot more mountains and obviously greece we went to the island so it was more of the mediterranean island feel but that was an incredible trip and then we went to london for the wedding but we didn't just stay in london like we went to our friend's wedding which was really fun but we still had time i don't know we were just like let's just Let's just stay longer. I don't even know if we didn't have a flight home yet. I don't remember. But whatever the reason, we just decided, hey, we have never been up to Scotland. Like we've been to London and we've been to the UK quite a few times. But why don't we go to Scotland? So we decided to do a road trip. We took the train from somewhere around London up to Scotland, up to Edinburgh and then Edinburgh. And then we... Did a road trip. We rented a car and went, went all to the Isle Scotland. of Sky. Yeah. Went, uh, yeah, it was incredible. And I, to, to pair all those things together, I mean, to go from Norway, which is, you know, very first world, very clean, very sophisticated, to then Georgia, where, we're, where we go up the world's third most dangerous road to a town that is only open for four months out of the year because it gets so much snow and is completely rustic to then go to the islands of Greece, to go to London, to go to Scotland, just a really neat, neat trip. And at it's each so spontaneous. Yeah. Every at each part point, of it. We were basically just saying, well, where do you want to go next? Booking a place and then going the next day. Yeah. And I think at this point, you know, we were making some good money because I just also remember it being the most relaxed travel 
we had done because not only was it spontaneous, but we were like, we're just not going to work. We're going to take almost two two full months and just travel for travel's sake. And we're not going to worry about work. We're not going to worry about life. Like we'd already moved back into our house for a year at this point. Yeah. And we had, it just, it was fine. Yeah. We had done the paradise pack project because this trip we took was August and September of 2016. And we had done the paradise pack in June of 2016. And what was so neat about that was we did the project. It went really well. It was our biggest paradise pack that we had ever done up until that point. And we had made some good money from it. And it allowed us to then, when we talk about lifestyle freedom, this was probably the first time we really had that financial freedom mm-hmm. component. And so we had time, location, and financial freedom. Yeah. And we just took off and went. And yeah. it was Which is thrilling and liberating and pretty all that. wild to think back on our timeline of like that being almost four years from the beginning of our journey. Yeah. And then we're like, wow, this trip was just the best because we're relaxed, we're not worried. To have all three of those components at once was like a big win. It was a really big win. Um, then January 2017 happens, or and before it happens, we get invited to a wedding in Ireland. And <laughs> we have a rule, and I learned this from, uh, from Chelsea, a friend of mine, um, where she said, you know, anytime you're invited to a wedding, like, you just got to make every effort to go. You know, if someone's inviting you to a wedding, it's just one of those things like how many of those do you get invited to in your life, right? 30, 40, 50, maybe like you should make every opportunity. So we got invited to a wedding on New Year's Eve in Dublin and we thought, well, it's a wedding, so we might as well go. So we went to Ireland for eight days. So we did the wedding and then drove around Ireland. And from there, we didn't want to go home. So we said, all right, well, if we could go anywhere else in Europe this time, (laughs) make sure it's in Europe, where else would we go? And we both said, Let's go to Barcelona. Yeah, we've never been. It's pretty cold in Ireland. Yeah, it was very chilly. I mean, it's January. And so we thought Barcelona might be a little more mild. And we'd never been. And everybody always talked about how amazing Barcelona is. And just like, spoiler alert, it is amazing even in January. We had a great time there, basically just eating and drinking our way through the city. Uh, That was a really fun trip. Yeah. And so then we get back. And, you know, we're giving you, we're we're going chronologically here for the most part, but we want to show you what's possible when you have lifestyle freedom. Does that mean all of you are going to travel the same way we do? No. And you'll see that our travels slow down some because we want them to, and because we have kids. And because of the pandemic. So we, yeah. So we do that wedding and then we say, okay, let's try this slow travel thing again. We haven't really ever successfully done it that well. So we decide to go to Vancouver and visit friends for a month, month and a half in April, May of 2017. And what was so neat about that trip and why that's even on this list is that we didn't do much. We just stayed in Vancouver, Mm -hmm. biked around, again, kind of got back to this idea of, all right, we want to be in a business building phase. So it's really hard when you're, when you're fast traveling. And it was a, again, a really formative experience because that was the first time we had stayed somewhere for a month in a long time that was completely different from from where we lived. We again, we tried on a city much as we had done when we were in Austin. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really cool and it was awesome to be near our friends and just to be able to work and explore Vancouver and the surrounding areas a bit while we were there. And then another wedding happens. Mm-hmm. On top of that, we wanted to take a trip before we had our first kid. So we did a baby moon plus another wedding in Europe. And this was August, September of 2017. And had you got to pick like where the baby moon was. So I said, where do you want to go? And you chose. 
Well, we both chose because you really wanted to do Slovenia. And I think I kind of chose because you'd always wanted to go there and you wanted to go to Lake Bled. It was just this idea in your mind that you always wanted to see. Okay. Lake Is Bled. that how it happened? I thought you said, I want to go to Croatia. And I said, well, can we add Slovenia yeah, on Yeah, maybe as that's well? how it happened. That's how it happened. But let me tell you what. Trav wanted to go to Slovenia. And when we got to Ljubljana, talk about the cutest quaintest little city that feels almost like a tiny Paris but is so much more manageable because it's very small it's so beautiful with a river running through it and we were there in August so I feel like that was just a great month to be there it wasn't too hot and we explored all around um Ljubljana but then also went up into the mountains and that was just a really great trip and again I think that this was more of just like a pleasure trip we weren't really working on this trip we went down to Croatia for a couple of days and then we flew to our friend's wedding in the UK and this time we just then went home it wasn't like a very super long trip you know because we had an expiration date for this baby coming <laughs> so we couldn't just extend for weeks at a time because there was a point where i was no longer allowed to fly internationally yes. we were coming up on that point yep and i think you hit the nail on the head there we did slovenia for like seven days Croatia for like five and the uk for like five so it was a you know to some people like oh my gosh it's a crazy long trip for us it was one of the shorter ones up into that point but it was again, hitting the lifestyle freedom of because we had had some financial freedom, we decided to do it simply as a vacation and less as a digital nomad. Let's work while we're doing it. Now, that being said, we certainly have a lot of content from it because we've done a lot of podcasts on Slovenia and Croatia. And so that that's kind of nice. Like when we go, I think what the, the trips that I prefer is when we go and we experience a place and we know we're going to create content around it later, but we don't actually have to do the work while we're on the trip. We can be present in the moment and then come back and do it later um, is always the way that, that we like to do that. And so a kid comes and we have our son and the next big trip that we did that, that really kind of hits home on, on why this lifestyle freedom is, is so important was the, our first time family traveling. Like internationally, because we'd gone on a couple trips in the U.S., but and I think even to Canada, but we took him on a flight, you know, overnight to Europe, and we did... A, a crazy flight. Let me just yeah. pop in here, because this is kind of funny. We, I don't, we, I don't know how we decided on, on going to Budapest, but... Just we had always wanted to go to Budapest, right? Mm -hmm. And we were like, all right, this would be really cool. Uh, we've got like a week and a half. What what city would we want to go to? Let's go to Budapest. And um, I happened to be looking and they had just released a route. We were living in Philadelphia at the time. Philadelphia direct to Budapest. I don't yeah. even know if they've continued that route because <laughs> it seems a little obscure. But when we saw that, we realized we could get a direct flight. And we this were on, amazing. I believe, the first flight of that route ever was like, it, it was like Philly to Budapest. They had launched, they, they were going to launch it and we got on yeah, the first day. Yeah, it was nine day. hours or something like yeah, that. Yeah, which again, with a kid and our first time going that far, having a nonstop was- It was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, so we did Budapest and we stayed only in Budapest. We didn't do any road trips or anything like that. Just so that in was, the city. That was kind of like another formative trip for us because normally, you know, if we're there, we want to see everything in the surrounding areas, like different castles and, you know, there was like a, graveyard of bones or something 
you know, outside the, the city, yeah, the bone church. But we were just like, no, we're here. And actually, you know, we this was a little bit of a working trip. And Travis and Jason were launching the Paradise Pack. And we wanted, they wanted you to do it from somewhere cool in the world. And that's why we decided to take this trip. Um, so there was some work involved. But it was just kind of a relaxing trip because we only stayed in, in Budapest for like six or seven days. And then we flew to Majorca. And we stayed there for... We did actually end up extending a couple of days, but we, we were there for like maybe 10 days. So Heather mentions that we wanted to do the Paradise Pack um, and this was year five. And so we wanted to do the Paradise Pack together from somewhere in the world because, you know, he was living in Norway. We live in Philadelphia. And so we decided to meet in Majorca. So we went to Majorca, as you will see with our routing via Budapest, right? <laughs> so we come back, we go to Majorca and we rented a room or like little... No, yeah, we, guess, we didn't oh, rent. We room. stayed at a family resort. Yeah, well, that's what I Our first ever family resort. Yeah, we stayed at a family resort, which had like three pools, was full of British expats. They were their families on these package holidays. We're like, oh, this is going to be so lame. We're independent travelers. And really what we found out was it, it was, was pretty awesome with kids. Mm -hmm. They had like three pools. They had a playground. We stayed at this family resort. Jay and I launched the Paradise Pack from there. While the sale was open, we were in Mallorca together. You know, we'd, we'd like go to the pool. We'd come back. We'd see who bought the Paradise Pack. We'd be like, okay, everything's going well, you know. And so we got to celebrate together. And, and then Heather and I did extend our trip. Talk about lifestyle freedom. Uh, really quick story here. I play in a wiffle ball tournament. Um, <laughs> and it was like a yearly thing that all our friends got together and played in this big tournament. And it got canceled. And because it got canceled, we actually decided, again, through the beauty of points and miles, to extend our trip like never, an extra seven days to stay in Mallorca after Jason left. And, and we stayed there another seven days and like drove around and, and had a great time. Just our little family of three um, with our little son yeah. who was eight months old at that point. Point. And looking back, you know, we appreciated that family resort, but we were kind of like, well, you know, we just have a seven month old. But now that we have a four and a two year old, I would love to go back there because it was so easy and you didn't have to cook your meals <laughs> and they had all these family things for you to do. So yeah, yeah. buffet style every night. I really understand why this, people do that now. <laughs> yeah, big cafeteria, ate what you wanted, didn't have to clean up. It was pretty cool. And then we uh, we'll call this the reliving our youth mistake trip. Uh, AKA this actually may be the last time we fast travel <laughs> because we, a year later then that was May, 2018 was that first family trip. May, 2019, they got, we got a really cheap, we, we reverted back to old school yeah. mentality. We got, there was a really cheap ticket to Croatia. It was like $200 or something. And I said, Heth, let's go. Do you want to go to Croatia? And Heather's like, yes. My parents were in the room. They're like, well, we'll go to Croatia with you. So we booked these really cheap plane tickets. For and May. I, I just want to interject. The trip itself was not a mistake. I mean, I loved the trip and it was fun. Oh. But the fact that we did it so quickly, that was the mistake. Right. So we go and you are pregnant at this mm -hmm. time. And we have a one and a half year old. Mm -hmm. And so it's us us two, my parents, and then our one and a half year old and Heather's pregnant. And in 12 days, we want to show them everything we've ever done in that region, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. So every day two or nights, two, yep. we are moving. Accommodations, driving, we road tripped. You know, we started in Zagreb. We got a car for 12 days and we did something like 2,000 miles oh, or my something word. ridiculous where we drove through Croatia, in from Zagreb, then down to Split, then down to Dubrovnik. Then this we went. This is when we had the brand new 
car slash van because mm. we didn't even like they first gave us a car that was too small. And we're like, okay, we're five people right. and I'm pregnant. We need more room. So in Europe, it's hard to find something that has more room. So they gave us a brand new, never driven off the lot vehicle. Yes. It had 12 kilometers on it when we got it because they drove it from the lot to the rental car place. Yep. And it ended up breaking down on a, on a ferry. ferry in the middle of the sea. Yes. And they pushed us off the ferry onto an island in Croatia and they said, good luck. Yeah. And um, Sayonara. So actually, I mean, that's not Croatian, but anyway, there's a whole podcast about that that you guys can listen to. But yes, that trip was just exhausting. It was exhausting. Yeah. I mean, Croatia, Montenegro, over to Bosnia to see our friend back to Croatia all in 12 days. Very fast travel with a one and a half year old and a, and Heather being pregnant and my parents who were troopers and they loved it. But uh, we loved the trip. But that when we came back, we said, I don't think we will ever do something this fast again, at least not unless it's, you know, a solo trip or, or Heather and I together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just too much. Yeah. Um, so to take it a little slower, the next trip we did was called the time for a minivan road trip, which, you know, also was somewhat fast paced but because we had we had two kids at this point because i'd i'd had hadley and she was two months old and we decided hey let's go to canada to visit our friends so we went to prince edward county which is such a cute area outside of toronto yeah of toronto or of um, ontario we loved it and then we decided to visit family in new england so we went to vermont and new hampshire and up to maine and then back home so it was also pretty fast paced but also we realized that our car was too small for road tripping with two children. And I think it's different because we were road tripping through Canada and the U.S. and and areas we already knew versus going through Croatia and and Bosnia and things like that. Um, You know, when you're putting stuff in Google Maps in the U.S. and, you know, typically we're like, okay, this is is how long it's going to take. When we were doing that in Croatia and it was saying like five-hour driving and then it was taking 10, that's a lot different. So, yes, we said time for a minivan and we now do have a minivan. Took us some years to get it, but we, we do have a minivan now. But that was our first trip with two kids and just a nice... a nice entry into this, oh, this is what it's like to... uh, to travel with a family of four. Now, the next trip that we took, and this is actually a two-parter. We 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 did this in February of 2019 and December of 2019, and this is called the it doesn't have to be sexy, it just has to be warm. And so we were living in Philadelphia at the time, so February 2019 and December 2019 both are winter. And uh, the first time we did this, we went down. I wanted to take this big trip. I wanted to go down to Costa Rica or somewhere in Central America. Our buddy Jason from Zero to Travel was coming over from Norway. We're like, let's go somewhere really cool together with with the families. And um, we ended up going to Tarpon Springs, Florida. Yeah, well, because Jason was in Florida visiting his dad. And he's like, well, I don't really think I can. Jason being the wise father of two was like yeah i'm not gonna go somewhere else i'm just gonna stay in florida so why don't you come on down here and join me in florida so trav was like all right womp womp i guess we'll go down to florida we'll meet up with jason and it'll just be fine and i just kept in my head saying it's just florida like oh this is so i can't believe this is the type of trip i'm now taking like again we talk about identity and heather mentioned like you get to make your own choices, but a lot of times you're like, for me at least, I'm fighting in my own head. And I'm yeah. thinking, Florida is so lame. Like, who goes to Florida? 
And we went there in February 2019. And I'm not loved kidding. It. Within the first Trav day, I said, loved it so I'm moving so much. Yeah, and exactly. In the whole of 2019 and beginning of 2020 and into the pandemic, we were looking at properties in Florida to move to the you know Tampa Bay area, St. Petersburg area, because we went to Tarpon Springs, which is a tiny little town north of um, Tampa Bay. And it was cute and it was fun and we loved being there and, and it was great. And then in December of the same year, 2019, we're like, well, let's go back and kind of check out that area. Well, and again. I was pushing. Like, yeah, I was pushing the one who was like, hard. I can't believe it's Florida. And that whole yeah. year after that trip, yeah. I'm like, when can we go back to Florida? When, when's it getting cold enough? In December 2019, we went down and yeah, went to Florida. Because again. we also, like, we hadn't actually been to St. Pete and we'd heard great things about St. Petersburg. So we're like, well, let's go there because maybe we want to move there and live there. So it was kind of another, like, research trip of do we want to live here? And we, loved I mean Madeira Beach itself is is cool but it's just like condos but St. Pete in that whole area in that city we loved St. Petersburg so much that we really thought that we were probably going to move there until we found this beach house in North Carolina so yeah that was that was that doesn't have to be sexy it can just be Florida it could just be warm completely eye-opening I was 100% wrong. I would move to Florida still. <laughs> I mean, it, it was... Maybe we will. <laughs> talk about... We talk about it in, this, in, in the other episodes. As your seasons of life change and what you want change, like that's the beauty of having the, the freedom lifestyle and lifestyle freedom is that you can... You know, I was wrong about Florida big time. And, you know, then I could say after going there in February 2019, enjoying it, hey maybe let's just move to Florida. Like I never thought this and, and we could have, I, again, yeah. we ended up here in North Carolina for other reasons. Cause we found a house that we fell in love with, but that was, that was an eye opening experience. And you know, had we not had this lifestyle freedom, we wouldn't be able to say that we would have went to Florida, had a trip. We would have been like, that's amazing. Okay. We'll come back here next year on a vacation. And instead it was like, Whoa, we're really going to start the ball rolling to look for a place to live. That's going to be warmer. Thought it would be Florida ended up being North Carolina, but that was, the genesis for us saying, let's consider moving somewhere else. Yeah, and we almost bought a short-term rental in St. Petersburg, but they do have some wonky Airbnb rules, so yes. didn't pan out that we wanted to take that risk. But anyway, yeah, I mean, Florida. We love it. It's Florida. Uh, highest, lowest point of any there state There we go. The or lowest, Coming highest Coming full point. circle. Lowest Coming full circle now. <laughs> we'll end with our last one. And, you know, we had some amazing trips over the past what has it been? 10 years. Yeah. Since we've really um, gotten lifestyle freedom. And these, it's been about 10 years. Yeah. These were the 15 that made, that made the list, but we had a lot of amazing journeys. And the one that we're ending with is, wow, we are making money by traveling. So let's just stay here. So we talked about trying to slow travel and that's been a theme, right? As we pick out these, these trips, we, we tried, we kind of did, we tried, we did a little bit. And last year, January, February, March of 2021, we, we had moved down to North Carolina and we had this house on the beach and we had no idea if it was going to rent out in the winter months. We knew it would rent in the summer, but we had no idea if it would rent out in the winter months. And so December 18th of 2020, we decided we wanted to go home for Christmas and we said, okay, we're going to get our house ready. We're going to put it up on Airbnb. We're going to see if it rents out. And so we put it up on December 18th. Uh, for the month of January. And we said, if it rents in, if it starts renting in January, we won't come back. We'll go to Costa Rica. We wanted to go to Costa Rica, but we were a little nervous about having to pay this big mortgage and also going to Costa Rica. And it started renting. Yeah, and, and I know Trev said that this house pays for itself, but at the time we bought it, it, it didn't pay for itself until like eight months later. So we had a very, very big mortgage while furnishing another home 
Right, because, because we'd left all of our stuff at our per- permanent home. You yeah, know, we had so, bought it at the at, in August, and so we hadn't, uh, we didn't have a summer season until until 2021. We weren't going to have the summer season, so we had been paying for it for all these years. And we're like, man, can we afford to go to Costa Rica? And if this house just sits here, and we're having to eat like five thousand dollars a mortgage, like that's going to be crazy. So December 18th, we listed it. It started booking for January. We thought, oh, this is amazing. Well, right? it booked for like that very first weekend. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it started booking for December. Immediately it started and, booking. And, started, and we said, okay, let's see if it books for January. It started booking right away. I mean, we're talking within an hour of listing, we started getting bookings in. And so we said, okay, we're going to go to Costa Rica, open-ended a little bit in January, but if it stops booking, we're, you know, we might have to come home and live in it and we can't afford to travel. And so we we book our ticket. So we go home, we spend Christmas, it starts booking. January starts booking up. So we say, let's go to Costa Rica. We go to Costa Rica, January 9th. We sit there, we start having an amazing experience. We're like, man, January booked every single day but two. There was like two days in January that weren't booked. We thought that was pretty good. So we called our property managers and we said, hey, uh, put it up for February. Let's just see, like, and, and raise the rates a little bit because if it booked that much, maybe maybe we have it too low. And uh, we, we put it up in February, booked every day in February. So what did we do? We said, we're going to stay in Costa Rica. So what did we do in February then, Heth? We opened it up for March. Started booking every day in March, decided to stay in Costa Rica for all of March. And so we ended up doing January, February, and March of 2021 in Costa Rica, making more money renting our house out than we were actually spending to be in Costa Rica. And it was the first time we had fully slow traveled yeah. uh, for three months, not even intentionally at the beginning, but that really opened our eyes to, wow, you you can do this kind of stuff. And we talked about this in the first two episodes, so I don't want to rehash it here, but it was the first time where we made a lot more money renting our house than we were actually spending traveling. And, and, and this was in the off season. And so it opened our eyes to the possibility to then do this moving forward, which we then again did in 2022, where we left for basically all of January and went to Costa Rica again. And as we look forward to what the future might hold, that that seems like it'll be a pattern for us where we leave January and February maybe to go somewhere warmer. Yeah. Maybe Florida. Yeah. And people always ask us, well, what are you going to do when the kids start school? Well, that's for another podcast, but trust us, that's one thing that we're not so worried about because life's an experiment, right? Life we'll is, figure it out. We'll figure it out. So those are the 15 trips that we wanted to highlight for you just to give you guys an inkling of what's possible. Fast travel, slow travel, domestic travel, international vacations travel. for vacation sake. Yeah, vacations for vacation sake, right? Like sometimes working. This was our journey. And this was, again, this is the carrot at the end of the stick when we talk about why you work hard to get lifestyle freedom. These trips are why we worked hard to get it. And we hope that it motivates and inspires you to look forward to doing that as well, because we've been able to have these amazing experiences over the last 10 years, only because we had this lifestyle freedom. Yeah. And many of you might be wondering, well, why didn't you go here? And why didn't you go here when you had the chance to travel a lot more? Um, Well, we are going to be talking in the next episode about the best lifestyle freedom hotspots we want to go to, but haven't been to yet. 